0: Welcome in, welcome in. This is the Attaway Podcast, brought to you by LSPN, and uh, we're coming to you internationally this time. I want to introduce my friend and partner in this podcast, Nick Sundvall. Nick, why don't you say hello to everybody out there?
1: How you doing, everybody? It's great
0: to be back, Jordan. It. It feels really good to be back, doesn't it?
1: It does, even though you're studying away in uh, the great country of England. Yes, well, and right now
0: we are in Wales, which is still technically oh, okay. the United Kingdom, Wales. but we're in Wales having a great time, learning a lot. Um, here in Wales, we've been spending, we've been here for a day and we've spent a lot of time on the beach since it's on the coast and it's great, but even though I've been away from the country, one thing does not stop. And that is my love for everything PLU athletics. Yes, (laughs) I've still kept note of the games while I've been over here. And I've noticed some good, some bad, and I'm very excited to talk to you about all of it, my friend.
1: Yeah, me too. So I, I've, been, I've been at both the home games, and I kind of watched the streams for uh, both the games that were away. Good. And I understand that you think the
0: Whitman stream was top tier. And I'm. We'll talk about that later. But I'm excited to. The
1: Whitman stream, what? Yeah, the Whitman stream was. Yeah, that was incredible. Was that great. was up there with the uh, Lewis and Cork's football stream. But we'll get to that in a bit.
0: Wow, it's amazing. Um, so we right, figured... let's start off. Yeah. No. Why don't you Why don't you start us off? Go ahead.
1: Okay. I was gonna say let's start off this Lewis and Clark game because uh, you were not there, right? Because the Willamette one was the last one you saw. I'm pretty sure.
0: Yes, the Willamette game. And we're talking about men's basketball, just to clarify. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: The, the Willamette game was the last one that I was there for. All
1: right, so this Lewis and Clark game, right? Let me tell you. Uh, we knew it was going to be an easy game, Lewis and Clark coming to town. It was a, you know, it was a free. It was a free game. <laughs> um, we saw it. It was great. Connor Geiger is back. That was incredible. We missed him the last few games, but uh, he's back. He looked a little rusty, I thought, but it's okay. Scrape it off. Get right back to it. Good. So he came Uh, ready to play. Yeah. Uh, There was a guy on the other team that looked exactly like Brandon Ingram, and he was wearing some socks that had avocados on them. (laughs) You heard it here first,
0: folks. That's the hard-hitting reporting we do at LSPN. (laughs)
1: And that guy was, uh, he was, like, their leading scorer. So, uh, you can't stop Brandon Ingram. Okay. Um, our defense, it looked a little sloppy this game. I was uh, a little disappointed to see Lewis and Clark put up a 79 on us. But uh, I think secretly, uh, the Lutes, we're taking it, amuse- taking it easy on him just because uh, we knew this was a free game.
0: The, yes. And I'm very glad that PLU, that we backed up my smack talk because, you know, long time listeners of this podcast or, you know, people have listened to episode one and two know that I think that Lewis and Clark is probably the worst NWC school. I mean, it is they're just not good at barely any sport. <laughs> and when I see their name on the schedule, I get excited because I know that it's going to be a win for the good guys. You know, the Lutes. And I'm glad that they backed it up.
1: I love that. Um, Big news. Do you remember our freshman year, Tyson, who always wore one legging? Of course I do. All right. Well, Kelton came out this game wearing the one legging. uh, Probably uh, just as a little, just to honor him, you know? I like it. And I love to see that. It was great. And he also had a very good game, put up uh, 19 points, very efficient shooting the ball six for seven. And uh, from the line, 7 for 8. you love to see that. Like, the last, like, several games, I feel like he's been looking more aggressive, like, taking more shots and, like, trying to, like, get to the basket more. As opposed to, like, he's still, like, obviously passing, but, like, it's, like, more of an, he's adding more to his uh, his arsenal, you know? The game I thought that was the most interesting uh, since he have been gone was this next game, the Pacific game. Because we kind of got thrashed. It was a pretty piss-poor performance. I right? some games we've seen, like they get kind of fast, and you always say, like, oh, like this game's turning into a track meet, or like, we're playing 2K, it's getting sloppy. You're like, let's call a timeout. We need to slow this game down. But this game turning the game into a track meet, that was Pacific's game. That was their whole goal. They wanted this game to be a track meet. Like, literally, they would just like sprint down the court, like, and just immediately like try to take a shot, or just like go right to the basket and on defense they were pressing us and they were just playing like so fast and what was what really impressed me was the depth that this team has uh if you look at the box score no one on their team played more than 18 minutes (laughs) because they just had such a fat rotation they would literally sub out like their entire team get a whole five uh five players fresh out on the court it was ridiculous and like they were all good what really irritated me was I felt like PLU was trying to like match their pace and we weren't playing our own game. Like we got sucked in to the track meet. We didn't like try to slow the game down. Like as soon as we got out of the press, like we were, I thought we were doing like an okay job of like beating it, like trying to pass out of it. But as soon as we got like a bit of space, like we would just like immediately try to like sprint to the basket. We weren't trying to like slow things down, play our own game, like actually run plays. And uh, we turned the ball over a lot. And it just did not work. Trying to play Pacific style game. So looking at the box score, I noticed that
0: in this game, we were or PLU was better at managing the minutes of the players. Kind of, it looked like we opened up the the bench a little bit. Could you speak yeah, on that did. at all? Yeah, I was,
1: I was gonna say yeah that uh, Nassim Gutierrez Orozco. This, I feel like this is kind of like a breakout game for him because he played like a lot of minutes and he was very good. He was like one of the few like shining points of this game. I feel like that he had a really great game coming off the bench and he just like, I don't know, helped like calm the team down, I feel like. And he was very efficient scoring three for three, um, but he got fouled a lot and he was seven for ten from the line. He got a lot of rebounds too, so love that. So it was an impressive game from him. Do you think yeah.
0: that that this game says something about the youth of the team? Because hearing you talk about uh, PLU getting sucked into their pace sounds like something that a more immature team would do. And I'm curious if you think that when this team, I'm talking next year, the year after, when the team has matured a little bit, if you think we'll be able to kind of play our style a little bit more?
1: Um, I would hope so. Yeah, I feel like if we were, like, more experienced, that it would be harder to get, like, drawn into, like, we played into Pacific's hand, I feel like, and I feel like if we were more experienced, then that might not have happened. Like, we just got, like, too caught up um, in trying to go so fast. I also want to note that... uh, Oh, there are some parents in the audience that were really pissing me off this game, and they are just, like, screaming at the refs the whole time. <laughs> the, the refs were uh, kind of bad, so I can kind of see where they're coming from. But, like, that's the thing that really annoys me, is parents, like, watching their kids' sports games. Like, please just be quiet. Like, if you're a student yelling, that's fine. Pop off. I love it. <laughs> but uh, if you're a parent, just, like, just shut up. Were they PLU parents or Pacific parents? Uh, there there's a little bit of both, and I didn't understand why some of the Pacific parents were complaining, because, like, I was, like, you're up by 30, what are you complaining about? Like, <laughs> just sit down. Fair, fair. I like what you say about
0: the students popping off, though, because if you have ever been inside uh Olsen gymnasium, you will have heard Nick Sundvall pop off <laughs> at opposing players <laughs> multiple times, so I appreciate you saying that very much.
1: Yeah. You got me. (laughs) Okay, so also, uh, I'll add one more thing. Jordan and Layton both fouled out, which was unfortunate. I felt like every time this guy Jordan Thomas, like so much, just breathed on a defender, got the foul called, which I did not like. He fouled out really early. He only had 15 minutes. He fouled out.
0: That's very unfortunate, especially because as a young player, he would really be able to benefit from the minutes playing against that fast-paced team, like Pacific. So that's very unfortunate.
1: Yeah, yeah so this game, uh, I don't think I really have anything else to add. It was just kind of disappointing.
0: No, it, it sounds disappointing. Why don't you talk about the next?
1: All right, so Whitman. um first go into their stream, I, I was initially... this Because this is the most important thing, right? When it's an away game, what is the stream like? I was initially caught off guard that the resolution was 540p. I'd never even heard of that before. But it doesn't matter, because in 2018, if it's anything less than 720, it's garbage. But they made up for it by having a lot of different camera angles, and, like, you could actually see, like, the entire court. And I thought we could learn from that. Because there's a lot of times we, we just, like, switch between the two cameras, and you just, like, can't see all the court. It's really irritating. Um... Also, their commentators were top tier. At least one of them used to actually coach basketball, and this guy, his analysis was so in-depth, and I loved it. It was insane. And he also said, uh, oh wait, that's part of the girls' part. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, alright, back to the game. (laughs) We absolutely got manhandled. We could not do anything right. They were pressing us the whole game. We could barely get out of, like, our half of the court. Um, they also busted out a really weird defense that I've never seen before. They brought out the zone, the one three one. How do you feel about that, Jordan? The one
0: three one. I think yeah. that it's it's a really good <laughs> I think it's a really good zone to bring out against our team because we haven't seen it a lot. Um it means a lot of work for Whitman's top guy, the one who stands at um, the top of the arc and has to keep running back and forth, but that sounds like a very smart tactic, um, to kind of stymie our young guys and into doing things that they they probably, uh, shouldn't do, which it sounds like was the case from everything
1: I've heard. Yeah, we did not, uh, play a particularly good game. Um, I think one of the highlights Garth 2.0, Jack Poling, he was our leading scorer. He put up 14 points. He was very efficient, 7 for 9, and he had a bunch of rebounds. So, good. I'm Nick, just glad to see like his development. Glad that he's got some more playing time. Nick, why don't you explain to the good listeners
0: of the Attaway podcast why we refer to Jack Poling
1: um, endearingly as Garth 2.0? Oh, uh, because, because freshman year, um, RRA... Garth West, legend. Uh, very tall on the basketball team. He was like six ten. I think Jack Pauling is also the same height. And they just I don't know, they just kinda like give off the same vibe, I feel like. They're like both kind of goofy. And there's like they play the same position. Kind of have like the same skill set. So uh it's kinda like his replacement.
0: No, I compl- that's why
1: he's two point- Garth two he's He's the upgrade, he's the way of the future.
0: I completely agree and Jack Poling, if you are listening, you are invited on this podcast at any time. We'd love to have you sit Absolutely. down in the chair. Um Nick, I want to I want to ask you a big picture question about this game because although Yeah. I still I still stand by the bold prediction I made that we going into the um the last regular season games of the season, we have Whitman and Whitworth, and I still believe we're going to win one of those games. I really, really do. But the big picture question is, this big loss to Whitman, is this a big deal at this point in the season, considering uh, the lack of experience, considering how the season has gone for our guys what do you think what is does this game matter in the long
1: run um I feel like not particularly because Whitman like they're they're the top of the conference like I don't feel like anyone's really like expecting us to win this game unfortunately Whitman is always like a top class of the NWC so coming into it I wasn't like super confident and that I feel like not the fact that we lost is such a big deal, but I think it is a big deal that we lost by so much. Like we really so like outclassed. They put up almost double our score. It was a uh, just was not a good game. No,
0: it, the the final score of this one was 113 to 63, which is embarrassing definitely.
1: They, Whitman put up 59 in the first half. Yeah. That's 4 points less than we scored the whole game. But but it's tough and and
0: I won't like I I'm definitely not not encouraged by this. I I, I end up more on the I don't know if this matters so much right now. Whitman is number 4 in the country. We played them in Walla Walla, which, as I understand, is a very, very difficult place to play. Um,
1: yeah, that's true. Also, I think both the men's and women's team look very different on the road than they do at home. Okay, let's go on to this Whitworth game now. I missed most of this game. I got to see some of the second half. Um, when I came like into the stream, we were down by 10, and then which is like, that's a that's an okay deficit. You can deal with that. And I saw that we cut it down to four, and I was like, good, we're coming back. We're going to win this game. And then we started, like, pissing the ball away, and then we were down by 12 shortly after that, and then the game just got out of hand. Can't come back. Um, it's uh, just a little disappointing.
0: Yeah. I, And, Nick, let me just speak. I have first-hand experience. It's I, I grew up in Spokane. I have yeah. been to the Field House. That is one of the toughest environments to play in all of the Northwest Conference and probably beyond. Dang. I've been there over a, I mean crazy attendance every game. Huge support in the community for Whitworth. It is a very difficult place to play. I think it's great that we were competing as well as we did for a half against the 6th ranked team, Division 3 team in the country. And I think we that We were leading at halftime. We were yes, we were leading by 4, I believe, at halftime. And that is encouraging. And that right there, that is why I believe we are going to either knock off Whitman or Whitman or Whitman or Whitworth in the last couple games of the season, and I, I firmly yeah. believe that because what do you need for? An I can upset? see that happening now. I could no.
1: Yeah, I, I can think see it. We happening. can definitely beat Whitworth at home.
0: No, we definitely. They look can. very beatable. They look beatable. We have energy and efficiency. And. That is what you need to pull off an upset as a young team. And I really, really believe that's going to happen. And this game proved it to me. Even though we did, we ended up losing, I believe, by 15 points. But it, yeah. was, it was just, it, it's encouraging to see the, that bounce back after that really awful game um, against Whitman. To be able to go in to a really, really hostile environment and to punch him in the mouth for the first half and take the lead going into the second half, that's great. And that's what they're going to need to put together a complete game when they come back to Olsen. Because I promise you this, Olsen is also not an easy place to play. And Whitworth... Whitworth better right. be ready. not with
1: us in the stands. Not
0: with us in the stands. Whitworth better be ready for that. So, what else? What else do you want to add about this game?
1: Um, it bothered me a little bit that there is the rotations, are like basically only six people got significant minutes. Um, besides that, Jack Poling had three, Carlton Brown had one, and no one else came off the bench. That pissed me off. Especially right after uh, Jack Polingar 3.0 had a great game, comes off with a hot game 14 points, and then you give him three minutes the next game. Like, what is that? Why would you not give him more time?
0: That doesn't make any sense.
1: Also, uh, Kelton played 39 minutes. Jordan Thomas played 35. Luke Worley played 38. Why is that? Why are people not getting more of a break?
0: that it makes absolutely no sense to me. I I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, and the, that's and all I had on this game. As we go into these big games with these teams that are ranked, you, you just can't expect to win if you are not putting your bench players in. I mean, these starters are great, but when you're playing them for... 35-plus minutes. That's just... It's not a recipe for success. So...
1: No, definitely not.
0: We'll see. I stand by my prediction. I fully believe it's going to happen. As we wrap up talking about this... um, This Whitworth game. I just want to look ahead. I really hope you're going to be at this game. I'm sad that I will not be at this one. But we have... UPS, University of Puget oh, Sound, yeah, our rival, coming to Olson on Tuesday. What do you have to say about this one?
1: Uh, the loggers. We need to win this game. Right? They are just we are tied with them in the standings right now. We need to beat them, establish our dominance, and show these sorry loggers uh, who the real basketball stars are in Tacoma. Get them out of here. Mm-hmm. Send him back home crying. Right, so unfortunately, the part where we talked about girls basketball, that audio has been lost forever. So after the fact, I'm just going to give a quick recap of what happened. We played Lewis and Clark, and this sorry team only put up 35 points on us. So, even though we weren't great at finishing this game, I thought, it didn't matter because losing and Clark continues to be bad, and they only put up 35 points. Um, Emily Yanisek had a pretty good game, had several seals. she had five, also had five assists. Shout out to her, she doesn't get enough love on the show. Um, I thought we did a better job of breaking out of the press, and we exposed their sorry defense. And they're just a garbage team, so. Pacific. This was a much more interesting game. I thought our ball movement was great. We looked like the Spurs We're getting wide-open looks. We are able to drive to the basket and able to finish. And if not, we kicked it back out, got open shots. Offense looked great. Um, the refereeing was awful. Every time Pacific got to the basket and one got called, we would get manhandled in the paint, no call. Keith Cooper was in the stands getting really mad, threw his hands up after a no call, and uh, I agree. Uh, we turned the ball over too much. And the last part of this game, Pacific kept fouling over and over and over again. In the last couple minutes, felt like it took like an hour. Um, it looks like it was closer than it was based on the final score, but we were like pretty ahead the whole, the whole game until like the last quarter. But we had like enough of a lead that doesn't matter. So Whitman. The Whitman commentators said that Katie Taylor was the best three-point shooter in the conference. Uh, agreed. It was an interesting game because neither team was running the full court press, which we'd seen a lot from teams recently, so it was kind of a, a nice break to see like actual plays being run like every single possession. Um, I didn't think we were taking very many good threes. There was a lot of times too early in the shot clock I felt like we were jacking up contested shots when there's still a lot of time left to try to get a better look. It was really easy for Whitman to get to the basket, and we weren't rebounding very well. The stream was pretty nice. They had a halftime interview, so that was uh, pretty sick. During the end of the third quarter, I felt like our offense was kind of falling apart. We lost uh, by 41 points. It was very unfortunate. This Whitworth game uh, also did not go super well. Their stream was complete garbage. 480p, what year is it? The commentators, the audio would only come in in your left ear. The camera was shaky. The commercials, the audio and video was out of sync. The sound level was incredibly inconsistent. It would go from being super quiet to super loud. And someone left a mic on that they shouldn't have. And you could just hear, like, random people talking. So that was, it was just awful. I didn't see most of this game. Um, I came in during the third quarter, and we were down by, like, 25 And then we went on a pretty nice, like, 11-0 run, and we closed the gap to, like, 14, and then just kind of fell apart. So that's women's basketball. Time for swimming.
0: Welcome back. Welcome back. We are back from break. This is the Attaway Podcast, and now... Staying true to our name as the busiest men in PLU athletics where not one sport goes uncovered, we will be talking about swimming. Nick, what what is your swimming background?
1: Um, I took some swimming lessons as a kid, and after a certain point, it was, like, not even learning anything about swimming. It was what I imagine a swim practice would be like. Like, you're just swimming, like, to work out. Okay. My school didn't have a, a male swim team until my senior year, and I did not participate.
0: Okay. I did participate in the swim team at, in elementary school. I won most improved. I'm not sure if I brought that up on the podcast before. It's one of my shining moments in my athletic career. (laughs) Love it. So we're going to talk about the last few meets um, after the logger invite for the swim team, which if you don't know, the logger invite is a really good meet to kind of get the barometer of where your team is at early on in the season. Um, Just a, a caveat. My old roommate, Jeff Wazinski, is on the swim team. He has pretty much taught me everything I know about NWC swimming, uh, what schools are really competitive, which ones aren't. So shout out to you, Jeff. Uh, you're doing great things. So with with the first meet, we beat Whitman. It was one 113 to 92. And it's, it's a strong finish because Whitman's a pretty competitive team. And I'm glad that we picked up that win because we ended up losing big to Whitworth the next meet, 138-65. One, and if I know anything about NWC Swimming, it's that PLU and Whitworth do not get along. Whitworth has been the thorn in our side ever since we've gotten to PLU. And it pains me that we lost this meet. Um, it it seems like it was a pretty poor showing uh, for the men's. We're talking about the men's first, and we will, we will jump over to women's swimming. Um, but yes, do you have anything you want to add about this meet?
1: Uh, no. no, I don't really know anything about swimming.
0: Okay, well we'll just keep we'll just keep pulling on through. We we <laughs> also ended up uh, losing to Linfield in the next meet uh, in a close and tight meet. Linfield is pretty competitive. And then the most recent meet we've had was against Pacific, and we won big, one twenty nine to forty eight. And in case you're wondering. Yes, my old roommate, Jeff Lazinski did win three events. So congratulations to you, Jeff. You're working hard, and I think it's great. Um, The next meet they have next Saturday, the 26th, is against our rival, Puget Sound. And then they go into conference, which is a huge deal. Every single year, it's a huge deal. PLU has a great swimming tradition, and I'm really excited to see how that goes. Uh, moving on to the women's side, uh, the women also have an excellent um, reputation in NWC swimming, and they are 6-2 and two overall in the season. Uh, following the logger invite, we took... A loss to Whitman, followed by a win against Whitworth, which is huge because the Whitworth women are also a very competitive team, followed by two wins against Linfield and Pacific. And the Pacific meet was at PLU, and the next meet against Puget Sound will also be at PLU. And I would really, really encourage our listeners that if you're on campus to attend this swimming meet, to cheer on the team. Because I know that it's not a very well-publicized event that a swim meet's happening. But I've been to a few uh, to to cheer on Jeff and the rest of the team. And they're very fun. They're very exciting. They're pretty fast-paced. There's great energy in the building, and I really think it's something that many students would enjoy if it was talked about more. Um, so that's my that's my uh, love for it swimming. We love everything PLU sports, especially swimming. Yeah, I love that it holds a special place. Swimming in my heart. underrated. It, it swimming is very underrated, and I hope that more people will show up and support this team. And with that, I I don't have anything more else to add. Nick, do you have anything more else to add? Uh, nope. Nope. I just wanted to say, again, thank you for to all of our listeners for the love, for um, the critique, for the support, and thank you for bearing with us as we begin this podcast. Uh, We apologize if there's been any any rough patches during this episode in particular, because we're both a little bit out of our element. Nick and I are talking on the phone. We're not sitting down in a room, so it's been a little bit uh, jarring at points, but I think that it's came together very well, and we appreciate you all for for sticking around with us to talk about PLU athletics. So, Nick, would yep. you like to give a closing word?
1: Uh, no matter what, the next episode, audio will be back to normal. Be top tier. It will be top tier. So uh, you have that to look forward to.
0: Absolutely. And with that, this brings episode three of the Attaway podcast, brought to you by Loot Sports Programming Network, to a close add away lootz
1: add away Lutz.